What's up, guys? It's your girl, Diana. You know, you're here shaking the culture with the one and only Diana. And I'm here with... <laughs> DC Rock, um, CEO of Streetwear Brand, Trap Cecil, a radio personality. I also do event curating and a couple other things, man. No, he really Sorry, does man. it all. <laughs> does it all. See, had a dollar and a dream, nigga moved to Atlanta. Been grinding all my life trying to sit up in that phantom. Came from the mud, now so clean. And all I see from the stage is these lighters and phone screens. That's crazy how we came about, though. Shout out to Brandy Flicks, because he's the one who put me on with you. Oh, uh, yeah, facts. Yeah. The thing about him, we just been networking on social media. Like, I haven't met him in person yet. Really? But we do like hard networking on social media. Like he'll plug me in, I'll plug him in. That's but we haven't met in person. <laughs> I feel like you have that social media person that you've yeah. never met in person, but they'd be like really connecting you with yeah. the whole world and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Hopefully at the event you guys meet. Oh yeah, hopefully. Yeah, then. he hopefully. better be there if he doesn't. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I thought we had this bond. <laughs> All right. Um. So tell us a little bit about um. Dang, I don't even know where to start because you have a clothing brand, you have a radio uh, station, you have your CEO of everything. How did that come about? How did the radio station come about first? And yeah, I'm a, I start with the radio station because that's basically how I got put into the industry. Um, basically, after a year of college, mm -hmm. I went to college at Florida Memorial in Miami Gardens. After a year, I ended up dropping out. I pretty much didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. Maybe a year and a half, two years. My uncle, my uncle Rich from, he, he was living, he was living in Florida at the time. He said he moved into Atlanta. So then he called me again to tell me he want to start an internet radio station. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, do yes. <laughs> about time I got an idea of how I'm about to start my career, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And, um, we end up starting it. You know, it was in a, it was in a, First, it was in a room in his barbershop. How do you need radio? I came up with the name. How do you need radio? But it was in a room in his barbershop. We started on, um, I don't know if y'all remember Ustream. No, I was watching that in your other interview. I was yeah. like, well, what is that? Ustream was like, it was like a video social media networking thing. Okay. So we used that for a while. So after a couple months or so, we ended up getting our own app. And then... Um, we just remained consistent, had to move a couple different buildings just to upgrade. But mm -hmm. other than that, we just remained consistent, supporting independent artists, doing events, supporting upcoming entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and just um, also giving future radio personalities a platform for them to come and do their own show before they either go to the FM or mm -hmm. go somewhere else big like... Um, like ninety four point five Fly Guy DC, he yeah. he was with us. Oh wow! I before he went to ninety four point five. Oh wow! That's so dope. um, yeah, we just yeah just remain consistent, and that's how I got my foot in the door to do other things. Yeah. So um, have you ever just like thought about going to a higher level of the radio station? Um, or have I? I did before. Yeah, I did before, but it was just to be petty to my uncle because we dead. was in a disagreement. So I was like, "Forget you! Like I'm gonna go. Yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to a different radio station. Yeah. I'm gonna go upgrade. Yeah, but I thought about it before. But um, I'm a person that kind of like to do things on my own, mm -hmm. and um, 
sometimes on my own time and just have different, just free to do whatever. And how do you need radio just because I started it and, and it's like internet based. It's free. It, you can do your own thing. Yeah, it ain't, yeah. It's not too many rules. Mm-hmm. We want you to take it serious and have some structure, but it's not too many rules. You could do your own thing. You could have events at, elsewhere. You could just branch out and do what you want and still come back and do your show on whatever day or how many days you do your show. Mm-hmm. So I I thought about it, but then eventually I come back and, like, and nah, still be at Hollywood Radio. So. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, you do have the Afternoon Trap. The Afternoon Trap. Yeah. Um, so how did that come so, so on Hollywood Radio, at first I had a show called Dope Dreams. Mm-hmm. That was my first show. Then um, me and my partner, that was a clothing brand too. Mm-hmm. Me and the partner at the time, we had disagreements. Things happened. I end up just letting him mm-hmm. keep dope dreams. He could keep it. It's his clothing brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did for the culture mm-hmm. radio show. That's when I start curating events. I start okay. doing events called for the culture. Um, I had independent artists come out. I had um, independent clothing brands vendor and also have models come out mm-hmm. and do photo shoots at the event like okay. in their clothing brands mm-hmm. and um i started just doing events called for the culture did events called network and chill um and then and then so that went on for the culture radio and then um one of the artists i was like kind of managing he was doing the show with me, but then we had a disagreement. We mm-hmm. had some disagreements. So I end up just not wanting to do it no more. I end up just, I was like, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm going to just do something that's strictly mine and mine's only. So then that's when I came up with Trap Cecil. It was a word that, it was a word that um, my people use in Gwinnett and stuff. Mm-hmm. They used it before. They went out and they put on a jewelry and counted their money. They was like, I'm being real trap successful today. <laughs> and yeah. so I took the word and made it a business. And then the afternoon trap show came along with the brand. Okay. We did our show in the afternoon and yeah. trap and it just we just Slowed. like the afternoon trap it just came along with the brand. So Okay. So um the people that are in the afternoon trap, how did you guys create a bond? Oh man! Shouts to them though. I love them. They're they're yeah, balance out, balance each other out so much. Yeah. And it's so funny because you ever get in arguments, but not some serious serious <laughs> arguments. Like, no, he's better, bro. What you mean, you gotta, bro? Where you get those shoes from? Like, it's so funny. I love you guys. Can't yeah, agree with each other on the show, man. It's It'll be funny. a boring show. Yeah, that's it, funny. So we have our disagreements, debates. Yeah. Um, but we like we like real friends. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. me and Juice is like. There was there was a time like we was doing promotion before we started afternoon trap. Me and Juice was doing promotion, clubbing together and stuff like that, doing events together. Um, there was a time like people thought we were real brothers, and <laughs> and you won't see him without me. And everybody, if you know me, you know him. And so me and him just we just loyal and bonded like that from basically day one. Mm-hmm. Me and him. Actually, the weird story about me and him is that, all right, I was managing an artist. He was managing an artist. Okay. But those artists was on the same team. So 
like at a party, me and him end up meeting at a party. Like one of them through me and him end up meeting. Um, we didn't get real cool, but we supported each other. Mm-hmm. So after I had a disagreement with my artist <laughs> and he had a disagreement with his artist. Yeah. So we came together, <laughs> had a conversation about it. And that's what being started like the best friend, <laughs> like loyal, <laughs> like loyal and you won't see him without me relationship so um and then my other partner vague um he an artist too so he did a he did a lot of events he performed a lot of at a lot of my shows he performed at fashion shows and stuff and he got a cool bun and he kept coming around and just joining the show and we was like we officially should just make you a part of the show so um that's how that's how they came about and then the other girls um ak and deja is really just us being out and being cool with them and inviting them to the show one day and then they never wanted to leave (laughs) they wanted to keep coming back so yeah and we just all really got a cool fun yeah so how did um when did you decide to start promoting and being like hosting events and stuff like that um I started promote like I was doing I was doing events like showcases um with photoculture um just I would say I would say maybe 2016 2007 or somewhere around there 2016 2017 I was doing events mm-hmm. um artist showcases um and just meeting a lot of artists and then I bring them on to the show to do interviews and um I give away gifts and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then that kind of got like working with a lot of artists sometimes it just it just became a headache it just became a headache mm-hmm. managing artists became a headache so after a while I took a break and then and then I always knew party promoters mm-hmm. so i end up i end up linking up with one of my friends and we start just throwing parties at this club called cloud nine um actually me and juice did we start throwing parties at this club called cloud nine mm-hmm. and we just did that consistently and far as party promoting that's when i kind of got my foot in the door we end up doing parties in the city vision lounge sephora lounge um and then i would say i would say just last year i i really kind of put a hold on it to focus on my clothing brand yeah so yeah i just yeah yeah so when did you decide to um start your clothing brand trap successful i would say i would say like towards the end of 2019 i had the idea mm-hmm. and i started making shirts yeah. I started making shirts and I just started wearing it around town and people just wanted people just wanted to know what it was and yeah. people wanted to get shirts or whatever. And I didn't really take it serious as a clothing brand, but I just started wearing shirts just to see how people gonna gravitate to it. Mm-hmm. And I would say maybe like mid two thousand twenty, I was like, All right, I got I got something. I got mm-hmm. a real clothing brand. Let me start putting together outfits and okay. and and things like that. And I'm really just trying to focus and see how I can take it to the next level. I'm really trying to make it the best 
streetwear brand in a, um, coming out of Atlanta. Okay. Um, what would you say your stuff? Like, I know a street brand, but what do you, what would you change in the streetwear industry? Um, shout out to everybody that's doing, um, that's in the streetwear brand, but I think, I think, I think I want this streetwear brand. I I know I want the streetwear brand to represent what's going on in Atlanta. Okay. To represent um, the young young people just becoming entrepreneurs and making it out they struggle, whatever struggle they had, mm-hmm. whether they parents didn't support or whether they had to come out the hood or mm-hmm. what whatever the case. Um, I think streetwear brands now. I think a lot of streetwear brands really don't have no me- meaning behind it. Okay. I think, I think that they just come up with something and just throw it out there. And yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, like, I hope yeah, you guys I, attract, get attracted. Yeah, to I just it. think they come up with something. They just throw it out there, and and they got like people that wear it, and and it just become a thing, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's nothing like representing Atlanta in the black people are people overall mm-hmm. young entrepreneurs are young people chasing a dream to i don't think there's a brand just representing that especially like in atlanta yeah that's true so what is the meaning be t- uh, behind uh trap successful um i know people think the word trap is like our people say or whatever whatever the case the word trap is like a drug thing you'll sell drugs and, mm-hmm. and you're a drug dealer or whatever but for me i just think i think the word trap is like a struggle a struggle that you're in you're in the box of mm-hmm. being in the hood or feeling like you can't chase your dream because your parents not supporting or your parents is like go be a doctor or go be a lawyer so you're yeah. in that box you don't really want to do that but that's all they telling you. You're in a box, so you stuck in a trap. And then the successful part comes from you making it out that box. Forget what your parents said. Forget what anybody said. Forget what's going on in the hood. Like you coming out that box to start the process of overcoming that struggle. So that's what the brand represents. It's overcoming the struggle. Okay. Um. I don't know if a lot of people know, but you do have a baby, uh, baby boy. He is, he's getting, he's growing. Um, but you do have a son. Yeah, he just started first grade. Yeah. yeah. How was that? Like, uh, how was how being a father and you doing all these entrepreneur stuff? How does that, how do you balance all that? Uh, I'm not, see, I'm not going to lie. When my, when my, before my son was born, when she, when she was pregnant with my son, um, I was in the process of like, saying forget all this i'm gonna quit mm-hmm. i'm gonna go get a real job this this and that mm-hmm. so i was in the process of doing that because that's what's that's what is in my ear like that's what you're yeah. gonna have to get a real job you're gonna have to do this it's gonna be hard this this and that so i was in the process of doing that that's when my break kind of for everything just stopped like i wasn't doing radio shows i wasn't doing events mm-hmm. um and then he then he, when he came it was just like all right it's bigger than it's bigger than that it's bigger yeah. than it's bigger than just just having a job because um 
love my mom, love my grandparents, everybody. But at the end of the day, um, far as like business wise, there was nothing left behind mm -hmm. for for the next person. Generation. It wasn't nothing. It's nothing left behind for the next person to take over. Yeah. So, um. I would say it was bigger than that. When he finally came, it it all kind of clicked to me to break that generation curse of, all right, I got to do something that's ours. Mm -hmm. No matter what, I got to do something that's ours. Yeah. And he may grow up and not even want to be a clothing designer or do events. He might want to play sports. He might, yeah. might want to be a doctor. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, I just want to leave something behind because no matter what, I want him to say, I want him to know he's he has straight. this. Yeah, he's straight. This is my dad's. He has this. And nobody could tell him otherwise. Yeah. That, yeah. So I want to break the generation curse. I want to break it. So you my are. Son, yeah, you my are. son. My son made things more clearer for me. And it's a challenge. I'm not going to say it's not a challenge. But yeah. at the end of the day, um, I, just, I just keep... I just believe if you're going to do it, you're going to do it regardless if you have a kid or not. You're just mm -hmm. going to do it. That's true. So how are you shaking the culture with your radio station, your streetwear, um, with your prom party promoting? Because Atlanta, like, Atlanta's a nightlife. You know, yeah, that's everything yeah. So what are you bringing different into these cult different cultures and industry? I think as far as, like, upcoming artists and independent artists, I think, I think like we breaking the barrier of um I think we preparing artists to go to the next level of mainstream of mm -hmm. of the Breakfast Club, of the Joe Buttons and the Funkmaster Flats and things like that. I think we I think we preparing the artists for that, um, for upcoming artists. Mm -hmm. Um that's why a lot of upcoming artists they get big, but they came to us first. Mm -hmm. Like shows on our station interviewed Little Baby before mm -hmm. he got big. Interviewed interviewed um, Gunna before he got big. Interviewed Little Reed and 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 people that's that's coming out of Atlanta. Like we mm -hmm. interview all them people before they got big. Yeah. So I take it as our station prepare artists because we interview people so we yeah. prepare them break all that shyness and nervousness before <laughs> yeah. you get to the yeah because charlamagne and them gonna kill like they're gonna, they gonna break um, you down if, for so we're preparing you for for that moment of of doing that and 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 we also um preparing artists or that think they want to be artists if they really want to do this yeah. do you really want to do this if you mad at us that we're telling you your song is bad, then... You're not then, ready for it at all. <laughs> and we try to say it in kind of a nice way on yeah. our station, but if you mad at us because we telling your song is bad, then, like, <laughs> then yeah, you yeah. might want to think twice. Or yeah. You might want to think twice of what you're going to do. Yeah. And um, far as far as, like, party promoting, you know, Atlanta going to just party from... They party. They partying now. It's <laughs> afternoon. Like they partying now. People on the way to party. Yeah. And then there's, then there's nightclub parties. But then there's parties after, after the, the parties. nightclub party. Yeah. So people don't go to sleep to six a.m. Yeah. 
and I don't get it. I can't be one of those. I ain't never go to the at nightclub after party. Really? Like I've I can't never be done one, that either. I can't be one of. Uh-uh. I was like, nah, I gotta get such like six a.m. People don't leave to six a.m. I'm ain't like, working out at that time. You yeah, I'm like, up. and then yeah, like far as the clothing brand, I'm just trying to trying to I'm trying to brand something for people feel comfortable wearing, whether they they at the club or they chilling. Mm-hmm. But when they look at the word they know what it represents they know it's coming from a place like all right mm-hmm. he is coming from whatever okay. struggle you going through i'm overcoming it and i feel comfortable wearing this yeah 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 facts um so another thing i want to bring up that i love how on your instagram well, let me get to your instagram mm-hmm. um you really you be really stirring the pot sometimes with all these <laughs> questions and stuff like that. You be asking, I be putting people on spot, and I'm just like, what? Or like, not people on spot, but you really, you really are so open about whatever it is. Like, you're, any <laughs> question he has, they will ask you and be like, yo, and they really be so honest and brutal. And I, that's what I like, though. I'm just like, y'all are so real. If you have a question, talk about on the show, man. You gotta, you gotta. That's why we invite different people on the show because we gotta. We got to open our minds to different things, regardless if it's coming from work or chasing your dreams or relationships Mm -hmm. or whatever. You got to open your mind to different things. Yeah. For I think our last topic maybe was about what the baby was going through. Yeah. What the baby is going through. And and really all I got to say is that, like, people are quick to call people homophobic but i think it's just a lot of people just don't understand understand the lgbtq community all the way because coming up we wasn't like taught that we wasn't it wasn't that coming up for 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 my generation yeah oh yeah so i think it's more of an understanding thing and i think if people have conversations with each other it'll be more of a better understanding of what's going on or how they feel and how this person feel and not really being called names yeah no definitely also i mean it's the baby though you know the baby's not the type of person to shut up and go on and not say what he gotta say though yeah. like the baby is really outspoken he's not hollywood yeah. you know, he'd be fighting everybody and they mama so <laughs> it's just like come on yeah. it's the baby yeah. you have yeah. to you can't say anything about him because that's just how he felt like i get it he's offending people but then again it's just like it's the yeah, baby yeah. i mean that's not an excuse but, but yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, i agree and though just yeah i just be want to have open dialogue for people mm-hmm. whether i say it on the show or whether i say it on instagram um, yeah i just want to have open dialogue because i i also learn from that too mm-hmm. i also learn from people comments and the way they think i'll be like oh i didn't i didn't see that point, point. Yeah, yeah you got a good point i didn't, yeah. I didn't see that point that so it's just point. open dialogue and i try to get people to open more mm-hmm. and teach more get more knowledge yeah um i don't i don't think people know that or if you do know um that you actually had a fashion show not so long ago so what made you want to do a fashion show instead of you putting your stuff out there like being a vendor at a location yeah or um how did that fashion show come about? I would say, <laughs> I would say it might sound weird, but I'm not selfish enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do my shows. I've done four fashion shows. Mm-hmm. I do my shows, even though I have a clothing brand, 
it's for everybody. Okay. I have four or five clo- other clothing brands that's in the fashion show. Okay. And then I have the vendors and the models and stuff like that. And it's really to help everybody that's up and coming. I don't I don't go out and get the best models. I get the models that's trying to be the best the models, models, the up okay. and coming models. But I also have um, a model that teaches them the walk and poses and okay. stuff like that at the castings and practicing. So um, that's all I've done like four. Mm-hmm. And that's all my fashion shows mostly been about just everybody up and coming. Let's put together something dope. Let's put together a dope fashion show mm-hmm. with models and clothing brands, vendors, yeah. you know, photographers. And also be having maybe three artists perform. Yeah. So it just all come together. Um, so far it's been, I mean, so far they've been successful. They've been, I learn something new every time. But yeah. So far they've been, they've been, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, they've been, do- they yeah. been dope. They've been dope. People like it. Yeah. Um, what's, how much have you seen improvement from your first to now? Like, what have you improved and and how was your first experience for the first fashion show you've done? First fashion show, I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> know what I would. I just knew I wanted to try something new. I just knew I wanted to do something else. Mm-hmm. So first fashion show, I was like, all right, I set up the venue, got the date. Um, my homegirl, she, she like one of those people that's a great, models so she knew how to do the poses and walks mm-hmm. so i was like i'm a i want to put you onto this event so you can help these models out and um i just really posted on instagram like tad dope clothing brands and mm-hmm. so then i hollered at them gave them a little fee mm-hmm. to be in it and um but it was it was a lot because i think my first fashion show maybe had like 50 models casting <laughs> sheesh so i was like oh damn i think i need more help <laughs> but but my homegirl's like no we we could do this we got it we could mm-hmm. do it so it was a headache but we pulled it off i learned that i learned that i learned that sometimes like you're not gonna perfect everything in the show mm-hmm. it's not gonna be perfected but trying to execute it is probably like actually executing is the most important part executing it and doing it in a decent way and then taking from take from what you learn to your next time you do it mm-hmm. so i learned that in the show you're just not going it, it's just like impossible to basically perfect everything yeah. so i just i wrote down what i'm learning i wrote down what i need to do next time and i turn it I did that for the second show, and I just kept doing it, and things got better. My last show I did, that was my first time doing it at a club. I did that at a club. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when I do it, I bring families out. Yeah. Like, everybody could come, yeah. families, yeah. kids, everybody could come. But um, I linked up with, my last show, I linked up with people that wanted to do it at a lounge. So that was dope too though that was dope that was a dope experience that was a dope experience yeah. so um yeah but i believe next go around i'm gonna, I'm gonna be selfish and just 
It's only gonna be my quarter. I mean, it's gonna be your four, uh, your <laughs> yeah, fifth one, right? Yeah. It's so be yeah, for my I feel like it's only right to yeah, you know it's your fifth brain. one. So you're definitely. I'm excited to see that. When do you plan on doing that one? Uh, I'm thinking. I'm aiming for November. November? I'm aiming for November. Okay. I'm just trying to collect the new items that I want to have on inventory. Mm -hmm. So I'm aiming for November. Um, okay. November. I want to put together. I want to put together a real show, like a real, a real show, like up there with the, up there with the Rihannas and, oh, and like I want to put big, together. Big. I want to put together a show that's gonna tell the story of Trap Cecil, mm -hmm. and 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 just not the traditional fashion show of people walking back and forth. Yeah. I want to have a theme going. I want to have sets. I want to okay. put together an actual show. I want people to come and be like, oh, he actually did. Like, it was it was yeah. a movie in there. It was like yeah. a real he show. Shook the culture with that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, shaking the culture. <laughs> shaking the culture. So I'm working on doing that. I'm working on putting together a real, a real show for people to come out and gravitate see. to. Definitely. Yeah. That is so dope. All right, so if anybody would want to be a part of the afternoon trap, part of um, fashion show and stuff like that, where can they get at you? Um, you could DM you could DM me at DC Rock, T H A O N E DC Rock the one. Um, you could DM my Trap Sessful page, Trap Sessful T R A P C E S S F U L. Um. But if you're really interested in either one, just DM me, and um, more than likely I, I'm gonna reply. Um, when it comes to the afternoon trap page, you DM the page. I'm not the only person that be on that page, so somebody gonna reply or somebody gonna tell me. Either way, is you're gonna get a reply somehow. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be doing the callouts for, especially for the clothing brand, real soon for photo shoots. Um, the show and things, mm -hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. Okay, so now I have a question because the way I found out about you was on uh, Brand New Flicks. He had Defense. went on live Defense. and he said the question was, um, how long do you wait until you post your significant other? That's how I found out about you. Yeah. You went on live. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I agree. I don't agree with him. But I remember what you said, though, exactly. So to answer that question, how long do you wait until you post your significant other? And um, for the single girls out there looking at you, are you single? Let me answer the way. first question first. <laughs> um, the first question, I believe that. I'm a person that posts a lot and just kind of like, I guess, whatever kind of popping on Instagram or whatever people want to take. At least the girls that I date tell me that. <laughs> so they be wanting, like, when we make it official, they be wanting, like, they be wanting to be posted, at least on a story and stuff like that. So, um, but, but it had to be mutual. Oh, okay. I, I would say after making it official, like if we dating in the talking stage, whatever, and it's like whatever. You ain't gotta, you ain't, you ain't gotta, gotta do all there. that. You yeah. ain't gotta do all that. But you make it official, yeah, like a story. Or I'm not saying you have to post and 
make this long post like <laughs> we love each other forever. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Breaks up the next week, like shit. But I'm saying like stories forever. and stuff, like why not? Like why why is you why why not? Stories only it only lasts like a day. Like why not just post it, a lot every could now, happen in that day though. Every now, so every shit. now and then just post. Um, yeah. But I would say when you make it official, I say it shouldn't be too longer after you make it official that there should be like some type of story post or, yeah. or uh, yeah, at least a story post. At least at a least. story post. Like <laughs> you just put her shoe, her like hand. some type of story post. And um, but I would say this: I would say that people that write posts about dissing significant others and stuff like that. That's a big no for me. Yeah, that's no. A, that's a no. Nah. I'm not with that. I'm not with. Um, I don't see no point of it. You were yeah. in love with them at one point. Now you want this them. Yeah, I would say. It. I would say, forever. That would be, like, there should be no time you should do that at all. No matter what <laughs> the work they did, should, vice versa. Yeah, I, I would say there should be no time that you should do that. Um. Definitely, I agree. I agree. The second question is, <laughs> nah, I'm not single. Yeah, no, I'm not single. <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. No, I'm not single. And guys, that's no, a wrap. <laughs> I like how we kept the juicy one at the end. It's cool. <laughs> no, I'm not single. No, I'm that's not funny. single. Um, but yeah, um, catch her on the IG story, though. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, every now and then. Um, but also, how was the Kanye West concert? Kanye or man, listening party? Kanye, Kanye, genius. I went to the first and second one. Mm, I saw that. The first one, first one is whatever. He came out. He didn't really do much, and but Kanye know people go crazy for him no matter what he do. Definitely. <laughs> so, it's so people are still going crazy. It was still damn near sold out. The first one came out in all red whatever mm -hmm. um second one he still didn't drop the album second one he come out he actually put on a show um he bring a lot of people out and stay dressing all black moving around hyping the crowd up yeah i had some friends um, in that crowd yeah and just he actually put on a show towards the end he started falling in the air mm -hmm. um and it was actually a dope show. Um, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye genius. Kanye is one of them geniuses that we have to, we have to know now. We have to give him his props now. Facts. We have to give him his props now. He's just one of them genius. He, he and my top five favorite artists yeah. of all time. What verse did you, um, you did a, a, was it a verse? Um... We did a versus a Kanye verse Drake. Yeah. Um, I didn't tune in for that. So what you think? Kanye versus Drake. I think, um, cause we only do ten songs mm -hmm. when we do that. But Kanye got them, cause Kanye just got bigger. He got he got them bigger. He got them bigger ones. I think if we lasted in longer, he might he might have would have been in trouble. Mm -hmm. But far as straight ten hits, Kanye just got big ones. It's like it's like the gold digger. It's like people forget about them songs yeah. like gold digger yeah that's good all life like them songs yeah. just reach a whole nother and reach a whole nother level of 
um Kanye Kanye song. So Yeah. But it still was a dope vibe. Drake kept up with him. Drake still got Drake still got hits though. Drake still reached the pop market. As much as people say they didn't like Hotline Bling, it's still number one song. To me, it was the dance. That's the <laughs> only thing. It was just the dance that, that everybody it's did. It still was like a number one. It it's still okay. number one charted song. It's still number one song. It's Hotline Bling, and it's not your Facts. ordinary hip hop song, but <laughs> it just it's number one. So it's. Drake still kept up with him, and Drake is still going. Yeah, is still going. Yeah, you see how it, they both in my top five favorite artists of no all time. Facts. So, um, yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree with that. So, um, you only done two interviews before? Is it your second one, or how many other interviews have you done? Um, it's probably my third one. Third one? Probably my third one. Okay. Um. With that being said, what question do you wish people would ask you more? Mm. Hmm. Dang, that's a good question. <laughs> I love good. hearing that from my guests. <laughs> like, dang, that's, that's a, a good question. question. <laughs> um, I would say, dang, I don't know. I would say. Just because I'm in the fashion industry now, I would say, um, basically, why did it, or why did I decide to be in the fashion industry? Because you know, radio and like fashion is like two, two different, different markets. Why did Definitely. I decide to be in, in the fashion industry? And and the reason I want people to ask is because I don't get to talk about how much. Pharrell is the reason I decided to be in the fashion industry. Pharrell oh, wow. is Pharrell is one of the crazy thing is that when I was in middle school and I didn't have facial hair and stuff, <laughs> people a uh, girl told me that yo you look like Pharrell. So I was like, who is this guy? You know, Pharrell back back then Pharrell didn't really come out like that, like yeah. especially in the hip hop. But behind the scenes, producing production wise, if you look him up, he was out. He was doing hella hits already mm -hmm. production wise. But as far as like front street, you didn't really get to see him or know him like that. Mm -hmm. So I finally look him up and I was like, Oh, this is Pharrell. Mm -hmm. And from that day on, I done looked up who Pharrell is i was like oh he's the reason why everybody's want to wear big he's the reason why billionaire boys club he's he changed up the whole wearing bright colors he changed up the whole like style for me like mm -hmm. i was i was i was i went from dressing hood to just wearing yellow out of nowhere like i was wearing <laughs> yellow <laughs> i was funny. like <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to, I, I wanted to dress like Pharrell. I was, I went from, back then everybody was wearing baggy. I was like, mom, no, I want to, I want the polo or I want to, I don't want to dress like them no more. I don't want to wear Dravos. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to be, I want to be like Pharrell. You know, Pharrell's on his skateboard thing yeah. early. So Definitely. I want to, I want to be, I want to be like Pharrell. And he's still my favorite fashion icon to this day. Yeah, he's Him and dope. Fabulous, fabulous is. I feel like a lot of people are still on fabulous. Though. Fabulous is fabulous. It's fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. As simple as fabulous that. Fabulous Instagram. You just go look at his Instagram. There's nothing more to say. Like yeah. he, he just. 
he just put together fit just well, like real well. And it always it don't always be like top fashion. He might have on a jersey, but the jersey just matches shorts, and he got on just the fine. Jordans, and and yeah, so yeah, Pharrell <laughs> fabulous, and my mom, <laughs> my mom. mom, yeah, it's just she, she stopped me from. She told me I can't wear white tees ever. Really? Like she didn't let me when the white tee thing was popping. No. And she was like, nah, you're not just going to wear a straight white tee to school. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she was like, nah. I forgot all about that lucky. <laughs> she was like, nah, nah. And later on, I understood. She was like, I understood why. It's just, like, you don't want to dress like everybody it else is. and mm -hmm. things like that. And, and yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, when, um, when did you decide to actually start the fashion, though, since it's you like you said in the beginning you didn't know what you wanted to do so when in your life were you like i'm actually going to pursue fashion and i this is what i like and this is trap cecil is going to be this brand even, even though like i was doing fashion shows i wouldn't say i was pursuing fashion i just knew how to put together events okay so i would say really i would say really like now it's probably like what it, I would say beginning of this year is like, all right, I really want to tap into the fashion market. Okay. It's no more just no more just selling shirts and I really want to tap in. I really want to find out like who could make the stuff I vision or I will wear or mm -hmm. things like that. I really want to tap in and network into the fashion market and um and really be a fashion like designer i really want people to yeah he got one of the top streetwear brands very hard. in the world yeah even though it's coming out of atlanta i want to have the top streetwear brand in the world well, i mean like everybody says atlanta's ho like black hollywood eventually is going to be out there yeah, like facts, everybody taps facts. into atlanta i feel like for everything the city's getting filled up. You need to stop coming here because the traffic. I can't with traffic. You know, we live in Gwinnett. <laughs> so, Gwinnett coming to the city, it's just like, yeah. bro. Especially, I know, after your show, yeah, you be in traffic. Yeah, yeah. Traffic. Traffic is. The worst. Traffic is the worst. Like, my show start at 3, mm -hmm. but I leave my house at 1. <laughs> and I'd rather be there early than to deal with the traffic. Traffic. <laughs> I'd rather just get there early. Yeah. I'd be there early and just sit around and chill. And chill, but I'd rather be there early and deal with the traffic. Mm -hmm. And then my show in at six, so I still just wait like six thirty, <laughs> maybe seven to leave to go back, back. to Gwinnett. Yeah, because Gwinnett, Gwinnett's not that far. So when people ask, are, are you born in Atlanta or I'm born Gwinnett? Gwinnett? Do you claim Atlanta when people ask you where are you from? It depends where they from. What you mean? If they like an out of towner or something, I'm like, yeah, I'm from Atlanta, but I live, yeah. I, I'm on the north of Atlanta. Yeah. I okay. say that. But if a person like that know what's actually going on in, in Atlanta, like person from the east side asked me, yeah. then I tell them, yeah, I'm from Gwinnett. They, I was okay. born on the north. And, 
Okay. And it just depends because I don't feel like really explaining, explaining that to her all the same. Time. It's just like it's not. It's it's close to Atlanta, but it's not really in Atlanta, Atlanta. But they don't say it's Atlanta. <laughs> oh, why they don't say it's Atlanta? This this and it's because it's on the north. But if you go it's this way, that's really Atlanta. You know what I say <laughs> I'm nowadays? I'm explain all that to you. I really just say it's for where the amigos are from. That's yeah, literally what I, I say, say nowadays. Too. I'm I like, say it's that where too. the amigos are from. They're like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, let's just not explain all that. I'm worth Migos. Yeah, I see. Neighbors right there. Yeah. Wait, so what, um, what school did you go to? We talked about this before. I went to I went to Burmar for two years. Yes, uh-huh. I went to Burmar for two years. Then I ended up um, moving to the east side. Mm-hmm. I ended up moving to uh, the east side. And I went to MLK for like a year. Mm-hmm. And then I moved. I, went, I moved to the north. But not Gwinnett. I was in Alpharetta. I went mm. to Alpharetta High my okay. last year. Oh, okay. I went to Alpharetta High my last year of school. And, yeah, that was. That's really it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was it. But, yeah. That's cool. But I love Gwinnett forever. I don't, I, unless I end up moving to the city, which I probably never do because of the traffic, I'm more than likely going to stay in Gwinnett. Dude, fuck the traffic. The break-ins, the cars, the, the yeah. no tires. Bucket got oh man I don't even I don't even know why I don't know what happened I don't know what's going on Atlanta the city bucket is like really dangerous now like it's it's insane Welcome like to Atlanta yeah <laughs> it's insane now I was I like say. I don't I don't know if they reporting break-ins more than before sure. but I don't the crime here in general like the whole Piedmont stuff too yeah. I'm like I'm never coming to Atlanta past eight so bedtime is eight <laughs> not coming down there I'm good but I mean, yeah I my like, grandparents because they know i'd be out they be calling me all the time because they watch the at? news every morning okay? they be like be safe where you at make mm-hmm. sure you shouldn't go out this time because mm-hmm. something just happened over there so yeah i know they just be worried and you do gotta be safe out here you do you gotta do. you just gotta be cautious and aware of what's going around you and um try not to be for or fight over petty things somebody yeah, bumped into you or some something petty that could be solved Nothing. you shouldn't really try to get into it that mm-hmm. much no i agree but i also feel like the crime went up when everybody started coming to the city yeah because everybody started coming here because we was like the first to be back outside yeah and everybody knew everybody from different states started coming here and then a lot of them never loved yeah. And even a lot of celebrities. Even a lot of celebrities. A lot of um, these celebrities wasn't living here before the pandemic. They they came okay. here. They probably saw... Because we, we cheaper than a lot of other Places, states. Like, definitely. we cheaper than Miami. We cheaper than Cali. We cheaper than New York. Like, those are the four main places. Like, people want to stay here. Cali, New York, Miami. You know, especially celebrities. So, they got here. They was like, oh, we could make... We could do this for that much. Yeah, let me just stay here. Let me just stay here, and they never, they never left, and yeah, and regular civilians end up just coming here to party and stuff, yeah. and they end up never leaving. And influencers and, are like, and that made our traffic worse, and it made crime, crime go up, and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to act that down here. Know. I don't know. Yeah, but where can we find you at? Again, you can find me online, DC Rock, T H A O N E, DC Rock the One. 
Follow my Trap Sessful page, T-R-A-P-C-E-S-S-F-U-L. Follow the Afternoon Trap. And you could also, even though I'm revamping it right now, you still could buy shirts and stuff on there, trapsessful.com. It's a dope website, actually. It's a real dope website, trapsessful.com. You could go on there and look at the clothing that I have so far. Um, the Afternoon Trap YouTube page, you could go on there. And yeah, just all that. Yeah, just all that. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, I don't know if this will come up before after our event, Shaking the Culture event. I don't have really the name, but it's gonna say <laughs> Shaking the Culture something. <laughs> but um, he'll be hosting our event with me. So, big fast, appreciate yeah, it. No, Shaking the Culture, I am appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's gonna be lit. Yeah. She showed me the venue, the venue gonna be lit. Everything gonna be. Plans good food it. everything gonna be lit we're yes. gonna try to keep y'all lit for the whole eight hours <laughs> okay look we're gonna take a break in between just shots real quick energy drinks you know um but no it's definitely gonna be a vibe i'm excited for it um because i'm really shy i actually don't like being in front of people like more than five people actually so i'm just like yo i'm taking a shot every single time i need a mic yeah that's when i first started hosting events that's what i basically did really i took a shot and i just like i gotta do it yeah because i was like i'll actually book the host for the event but he he gave some excuse that he couldn't come like something something somebody paying no more or something yeah some crazy excuse i was like so i'm walking around okay. i'm telling people like bro what we gonna do he was like you do it yeah i was like no and that's how it all started, <laughs> i took huh? a shot i just got on the mic and i just was like appreciate everybody coming out we starting we about to start in a minute y'all vibe out grab some drinks this this and that and just i mean from that point on it kind of got came up I, I i just started like doing it i ain't gonna yeah. lie i just started like doing it once I'm i scared. did it that one time i was like all right this is pretty this is pretty cool it's yeah. pretty dope it's pretty dope yeah no see i have it bad like i'm just like start stuttering and stuff like that <laughs> so i'm just like oh please not that day tell you i'm about to have to take shots it's gonna be crazy i remember i told you um because you guys had interviewed me um that day i have to have tequila from mexico so that day i'll give you some remember because i was like oh yeah, There's yeah, that specific yeah. i bottle definitely for... want some yeah definitely want some. yeah my cousins just went all right to... so we on tequila that day yeah. You know, all right. Cool. Just <laughs> let you know. But yeah, nah, guys. Nah, it's gonna be dope. Though. Don't I'm be. Excited. Don't be too nervous. Don't yeah. be too nervous. It's gonna yeah. be dope. And then you are gonna have a lot of people there that already support you. So yeah. that's gonna that's gonna make it easy. That's gonna make it easy. You got people there that support you. So yeah. they gonna they gonna be cheering for you already. Yeah. Everybody so. says I'm gonna cry. Hopefully I don't. Everybody's <laughs> like, you know, you're gonna cry either after or during your event. And I was like, don't say that. Um, cause I have some magazines actually gonna come and they want to cover it up, but I'm like, you guys want to cover it? Like, the first event, what? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, dope though. Yeah, the so more media and everybody, that's gonna be that's gonna be dope. You yes. gonna after you brush this first one off, you'll be. I'll be good, but yeah. So September fifth, DC and me will be hosting the Chicken Culture events. So. Big old facts. Big old facts. Big old facts. Stay fat. tuned. I'm ready guys. for it. I'm ready Thanks. for it. All right, that's a wrap. <laughs>